the former three-time NFL team captain, investor, and faith-based humanitarian brings his solution-driven ideals to a national audience. The goal of the Jack Brewer Show is to leave the listener empowered by sound biblical-based solutions to the pressing issues that face our nation and the world. Guests will include political and business leaders, athletes and influencers from around the world who will be encouraged to share how they are living their words through the works of their hands. This is the Jack Brewer Show. Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Jack Brewer Show. The Jack Brewer Show benefits the Jack Brewer Foundation and Serving Ministries. Since 2006, we have helped populations around the world combat extreme poverty and human rights challenges using biblical principles. We are a volunteer-based organization that was founded on the belief that influencers could come together in their free time to help solve many of the issues surrounding the extreme poor. To date, we have delivered over $70 million in medical aid. We support 35 orphan care centers. We've helped deliver sports equipment to over 1 million underserved children. And we've helped bring medical aid and relief to over 10,000 women and children living around the world. We have recently expanded our global prison ministry to Malawi and Haiti, as well as states across the U.S. If God puts it on your heart, you can support our work by visiting us at thejackbrewerfoundation.org or calling us at one 877 4221979. All glory be to God. My brothers and sisters in Christ, welcome back to the Jack Brewer Show. It's time for the level-headed segment. I have a man who's very level-headed. He's the minister, Mr. Marcus Rogers. Marcus, welcome. But before we jump into the hard topics, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Um, well, I don't, I don't really like talking about myself too much, but uh, we we came from um the Virgin Islands. My dad was in the military. My mom moved us to Chicago. She said, you know, the Lord had gave a word. That's where mm-hmm. she wanted us to be. So she pretty much came to Chicago with nothing. Uh, we, we went to uh, O'Hare Airport. From, right from there, we were living in a shelter. Wow. And, um, you know, uh, my mom was just grinding, working hard, you know, going to school. Uh, and then she actually started homeschooling us because, you know, the schools were just so bad. And um, so I was in homeschool. I started working a full-time job for my landlord. When I was about 11 years old, I worked for him until I was about 17. And uh, then I joined the Army. I did 12 years in the Army. I went to Afghanistan. I went to Iraq, uh, South Korea. And, you know, she raised us to be, you know, believers. And uh, when I got a little bit older, I kind of backslid a little bit and just kind of doing my thing, you know, go, you know, in the army, just going to the uh, club with your friends and stuff. And yeah. I had a couple incidences where, you know, I almost lost my life. I got uh, jumped pretty bad with some of my buddies in the club. And, um, you know, I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, you get, get me out of this. It was like 30 versus three. Like, and that's not even wow. exaggeration. It was pretty bad. And I said, Lord, you get me out of this. I'm, I'm going to go back to church. And he got me out of it. And, Two weeks later, I was back at the club, and this time I was leaving the club, and we actually uh, got into a, a shootout. You know, mm. Like four or five cars surrounded us, and they shot the whole truck up. Is this and, in uh, Chicago? No, this was when I was in uh, uh, Virginia, got it. when I was in the military. And so just, you know, a couple of incidences like that, similar thing in Afghanistan. We had like a you know rocket attack and things, and uh, the Lord got my attention finally, and I went from just having a religion to having a real relationship with them. You know, as I got older, you know, as a kid, you just kind of 
go to church because your parents told you to go. And I didn't really understand, you know, relationships. And so probably about 25, 26 years old after that, that last shootout, I really made the effort to go to church and just, you know, seek God with everything. And um, he, uh, I got orders to go to South Korea. And then in South Korea, my Facebook and all that kind of stuff, my ministry really took off. I was like preaching in uniform and just, you know, I had wow. a couple of videos go pretty big. Um, I think one of the first ones that I really had big, you probably know this guy, his name is uh, Alan West. Oh, yeah. No, Alan from, yeah, he, from, from Texas. Yeah, he shared one of my videos about uh, the attack that had happened in Paris. It hit like 25 million plays. And from there, the Lord just increased my platform. And so I just, I love, I love him. I'm grateful because he was good to me, you know, when I didn't deserve it, when I was doing my own thing. And I, and I told him so many times, you know, Lord, you get me out of this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know, obviously can't pay him back. But I feel like I can do everything that I can to, to preach the truth. I said, I'll do it. Whatever you want me to do, I'll say what other people don't want to say. You can give Sorry. me the job that other people don't want to take, and that's just kind of how it's been going uh, since that moment. That's incredible. How, how was that received? I know, you know I played pro football, and similar to you, man, I was born and raised in a spiritual home with my mom praying over me, man, putting oil on me at all times, making sure that I was walking uh, by faith. But when I got to college and I started to go out and partying and getting in that scene. I got further and further away from my spiritual foundation and from the father. How was it for you once you, you know, made that 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 hard dedication to God and you you know, you were standing firm being in the military when you know you could have both sides. You could, you know, live that spiritual life, but then also you had everything pulling you that you may have been used to doing. How was that received from uh your fellow uh, army men and women uh in the beginning you know i had people you know joking and, and making fun and you know different things like that but one thing that i learned and this is something that the world does really well you've got like all these little rappers who've got like ridiculous clothes ridiculous hairstyles but they own it like they own who they are and they don't apologize to nobody and so what mm -hmm. happens is people eventually just kind of accept it and, and even respect it sometimes. And so as a believer, it's got to be the same thing. I'm the kind of person, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. And even the Bible talks about being lukewarm. Like, so, yes, I am a Christian. Yes, I don't do this anymore. I don't do that anymore. And that's just the way it is. Now, when you kind of live, you know, like, oh, just kind of timid and, oh, you know, yeah, I love Jesus. And, and you don't really have a backbone. It causes even more ridicule. But when, People saw that I was serious about it. You know, if, if they're real ones for you and their friends, even if they're in the world, they're going to respect it. That's right. They're going to definitely respect it. And, you know, you demand that when you speak, you know, you don't shy away from anybody. And, you know, the devil has to know that you're here. And one particular uh, post and, and, um, and word you put out the other day was in regards to the SNL skit. And that one hit mm -hmm. me. Because, you know, I love comedy. You may be similar. I, I love good, good humor. You know, I have a sense of humor. But there is certain things that go too far, uh, particularly when it comes to Christ, right? Yeah. Uh, and and, and we, when you start to go down that slippery slope where you can uh, make humor out of something so precious, uh, like our Father, that's where it goes too far. 
And you, if you don't mind, just give our audience a little recap of your thoughts on that and where it's coming from, uh, what it's leading to, and how dangerous is it for us to be able to allow that? Well, a lot of, I think that America, you know, Christians have been comfortable for way too long. You know, it's always been kind of like, you know, yeah, you can go to church. We don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Just, and, and so it's caused us to be kind of complacent and we don't really, you know, um, stand up for ourselves like we really should. And we definitely don't stand up in unity. And so a lot of people just have this mind, oh, the world is going to be the world. And that's true. The world is going to be the world. But eventually it's going to start, you know, affecting us more and more because they're going to keep trying to gain more territory. So, you know, the Bible talks about the small foxes and things like that. Yep. And we just kept letting little things pass, little things pass. And then the, the world is doing the opposite. If they don't like something, they unite and they do everything to get it canceled, shut down, making people apologize for something they said 20 years ago and things like that. And so what, what happens is something like SNL, they already see the outrage from Little Nas making the video and, uh, you know, he's, he's you know, dancing around in hell and dancing on the devil. And the first thing that I'm thinking when I, when I see this, I say, they never do this to other religions. Why never. is that? Never. They're not going to bring Mohammed out there. They're not going to bring another faith and make music. Every music video that, you know, that, I, that I've seen in the world, they'll put crosses, they'll put references to Jesus, they'll put references to Mary or whatever it is, but they never do that with other religions. So that's the first thing I tell people to think about. Why is that? Right. And if we really, if we really get into that, it's not going to be a very politically correct conversation, right? Because there's this thing out there that Christians are just supposed to be, oh yeah, just turn the other cheek and just take it and, and just forgive and love. And, and that's not really the reality when you actually read the Bible and you look at the Elijahs and you look at the Elijahs and you look at the three Hebrew boys, they had a backbone and they were willing to stand for something. So then SNL comes along and they say, oh, we're just going to disrespect you even more, especially on Resurrection uh, Weekend. It wasn't like they didn't see the backlash that Little Nas got. That's what made it even worse. They, they were so bold, like, okay, now we're going to bring. Yeah, it was intentional disrespect. And she even said out of her mouth after the guy was lap dancing on, you know, with the dude who was supposed to be uh, Jesus. She's like, oh, happy Easter. They would never do that. But never. we're so we're so used to it in America. It's just like, oh, you know, well, we'll just take that. Yeah. But we see over and over again that when you have unity, you know, the LGBTQ or these other groups are united, they get stuff canceled and they get stuff shut down and they get apologies. That's right. You know, Every but time. for us we just we, we let it slide and so it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Yep, and, and the scripture tells us that we will be persecuted. For serving right. Christ. Uh, the problem is a lot of people read scripture and they think about it only in the flesh. They don't think about it necessarily how it applies to the spirit. And so when Christ talked about persecution, he wasn't just talking about physical persecution. He was talking about persecuting in the spirit as well. And when you have, whenever you have Satan being magnified like that, you are releasing spirits uh, upon the believer. You're releasing spirits uh, into our society, into our children. Uh, and so those are the that's the persecution. That's the definition of the persecution that the Bible speaks about. And you're so right. You won't see that done to any other religion, any other group. 
uh, except for for Christians. And that's happening, you know, whether you look over in China and see how many Christians are being persecuted all throughout the Middle East, all over the world, really. Christians and those that believe are being persecuted, which is why it's important to support ministries uh, like yours, Marcus, and, and, and kind of what you're doing to be able to stand for truth boldly is also going to empower so many more people. Uh, and so for that, I applaud you, brother. That's all, you know, that's all glory to God, because I, I do understand, you know, the, the truth is that a lot of Christians, they get mad and they think I'm arrogant when I say this, but I've talked to a lot of people in the gospel industry. I've talked to a lot of, you know, you know, big name Christians. And the truth is people don't really believe that God is the source of their resources. And that's why they won't speak out because Christianity has become a business in, in America. Right. It's all about connections. It's all about my next speaking engagement. It's all about, you know, not saying anything to offend anybody. And quite frankly, you know, like I said, if Elijah, Elisha, and even Jesus, people try to make Jesus like he was just some, you know, hippie or something. But if you actually read his words, he was not soft. Way, he talked, he Jesus was not was soft. Not Yes, brother, I, I say it all the time. Jesus was not soft. And to try to make Jesus into being soft and to try to redefine words, you see the enemy uses our words against us. Now in society, love means anyone that you have emotions or affections for. That is not the biblical definition of love. If you love your neighbor, you, you are going to preach the gospel to them and you are going to want for them eternal life. You are not going to appease to their sin and support them, men becoming men and men men dating women and women dating men uh, out of wedlock and all of those things, you are not going to support that if you truly support love. And that's how the enemy has used uh, Satan against us is by changing the definitions that we have and that we use and that we teach our children. You see, everything you're fighting for at its core is to fight for the little ones. And the word of God says, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Matthew 18 and 6. I always repeat that verse because it's important for people to understand Christ's perspective on folks that bring sin upon children. And if you promote evilness and a child sees you and culture adapts to that. And starts causing these kids to, to lose their souls. Jesus said it's better for you to put a millstone around your neck and be thrown in the sea. Those are the words of Christ. Yeah, people don't take that serious because you clearly see, you know, they're trying to indoctrinate the children in the schools. It's like, you know, the Bible says train up a child in the way she go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. The world right. understands that principle as well. So, yeah, let's put the LGBTQ stuff in the school. Let's take this guy, you know. And, and, and I don't really want to get onto all that, but, you know, like the, the liberals love a black man in a dress. They love a feminine man. And if you read the Bible, it says the effeminate, along with the adulterers and the fornicators, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Kingdom That's of God. what the Bible says. And, and guess what? It's not judgment to say what the judge meant. The judge has a certain <laughs> um, way that things are supposed to go. When God created everything, he said it was good. What people don't realize is the spirit of the Antichrist, I think it's in James, that it's already moving in the earth. What that is, is I'm going to come against anything that God says is right. So if God said a man was a man and it's good, I'm going to pervert that and change the definition. If God says sex is for marriage, I'm going to pervert that. And so really, if we look at America, 
through the lens of truth and what the word of God says, you see the spirit of the Antichrist really coming against everything, like the opposite of um, what the word of God says. It's clear as day, but the Bible also says the God of this world has blinded their minds and that someone who is carnal cannot receive the things of the spirit. It's foolishness to them. And that's why we have to preach it. That's why I, you know, people, they think, oh, you make these YouTube videos and Instagram videos and you tag these celebrities because you want to get views. But I've learned how people are like Christians will act like they don't care about politics. They'll right. act like they don't care about this. But if you go look at my YouTube, the view, the things that get the most views are when I mention a little Nas X or Drake. And so what I try to do is take that and show them through this situation how these spirits are operating, you know, and, and right. you know, even little Nas, they had the uh, the old town road song. All of the children were singing that. All it of was them. all part of the plan. That's right. Because then the next song he comes out, he's got this black outfit and all of a sudden, oh, I'm LGBTQ. And it progressed and it got worse and worse and worse. But first they brought the audience in with the little innocent, you know, kind of sounding song. That's right. It's evilness. Woe to those who call evil good and, e and good evil. And brother, no matter what anyone says to you, you are preaching the gospel uh, and the commandments of God uh, were to do such. And for that, man, we should all applaud you. Um, but Marcus, I don't want to take up too much of your time, brother. This has been incredible. Um, but let us ask, man, we always ask our guests, how can we pray for you, brother? Um, the biggest thing that's for me right now is uh, I'm having church outside of my house. We've been having it inside of my apartment, you know, the Lord had given me a word about opening a church back in 2015 when I was in South Korea. And I didn't, I, you know, just been kind of waiting for the green light. I talked to my pastor. He gave me the green light. So probably for about three months, I've been having it um, inside of my house. Um, well, in our apartment, then now in our house. And I'm looking for a building. And, um, you know, in here in Chicago, it's just crazy. You know, it's a super liberal uh, city. So I just heard recently that, you know, if I go buy a building, I cannot have gendered bathroom wow you know i'm not i'm not so it's like wow. i already see what i'm gonna be up against yes well right now we're gonna call upon the, the holy spirit to uh come and, and touch our brother marcus to god bless his ministry the lord jesus bring him wisdom and discernment and bring him understanding of things that are going on around him to god uh give him creative ways uh to fight against uh, this Satan, dear God, to fight against this evilness uh, that lurks amongst the, amongst the community, dear Lord, uh, and just bring truth to him, dear Lord, and just show him and guide him and lead him and let your light shine upon his ministry, dear God. If there's anything that we can do uh, from our show or from our ministry, dear Lord Jesus, put it on our heart, dear Lord, make it clear to us so that we can continue to support our brother Marcus. And uh, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Jack Brewer. We will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Call 
or go online to order your very own Giza Dream Sheets. Giza Dreams feature a beautiful silky sateen weave that helps keep you cool and comfortable all night long. My Pillow Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, Mike will send you a second set of Giza Dream Sheets absolutely free. That's two sets of sheets for the price of one. Just in time for colder weather, you can get Mike's new flannel sheets. Plus, get a second set absolutely free. Order now!